What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Kelsey Cook. And today we are talking about work-life balance, something we just don't have any uh, experience with at all. (laughs) None. Not like it's been a recurring theme on this podcast for four years. Never mentioned it once, so this will be just brand new for everybody involved. (laughs) Uh, No, we're obviously very excited to talk about this more in depth. It has been a very consistent through line through the show. Um, It's something that you guys have also asked for more information about, more specifics on how Kelsey and I um, really manage our day-to-day and all that. So we're excited to dive in. But before we do, we do have a couple announcements. Kelsey, do you want to plug your tour dates, baby? I do. I do have a couple announcements. So um, I have lots, uh, pretty much every weekend in August, I am on the road. So August 5th, through the 7th, Blue Room Comedy Club in Springfield, Missouri. That's this weekend. August 12th through the 14th, Comedy Off-Broadway in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, August 20th through the 21st, Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, Colorado. September 4th through the 5th, Copper Blues in Phoenix for our Phoenix helpsters. Uh, September 16th through the 18th, Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin. And then Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, September 22nd through the 25th. Oh my God, I can't, every time I get that all out of my <laughs> mouth in one take, I cannot believe it. Um, so you can get tickets at kelseycook.com. So many tour dates, guys. They, they keep coming in. It's awesome and exciting. You can also follow me on Instagram at kelseycookcomedy. And there's a link to my, uh, my tickets there as well. Delaney, what you got, babe? Yes. Hey, listen, if you are an independent contractor or service-based business owner and you're looking to increase your revenue, but also increase your free time by utilizing a minimalist approach to every aspect of your business, your offer, marketing, and systems, you can head over to DelaneyFisher.com for info about my business simplicity coaching program for service providers. I work with people who have been 
full-time in their business for a minimum of three years, but I do make some exceptions. So feel free to apply for a call to discuss your business goals, any obstacles you might be experiencing. And I also have a podcast for service providers as well called <laughs> Aficionado that releases every other Tuesday. And uh, there's a worksheet that goes with each episode. You can also find a lot of other free shit at DelaneyFisher.com as well. Yes. And just a reminder, our lovely Taylor Tomlinson is also on tour and she is hitting theaters this fall. Go to ttomcomedy.com and get those tickets. She's got a ton of tour dates coming up. Yes. Oh my gosh. So freaking exciting. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Shall we do the quotable for the episode, Kels? Absolutely. Um, So today's quotable uh, comes from Helpster Kimmy, which has been supplied to us via Patreon. Uh, Mm. Kimmy is a patron. If you want to be able to submit quotables for the show, you can go to patreon.com slash selfhelpless and sign up there. So um, this quote says, everybody wants to be happy. Nobody wants to be in pain, but you can't have a rainbow without any rain. Okay, Mm. that's precious. I feel like that. I feel like that was in uh, a song of some kind. On a I was gonna show. say, yeah, <laughs> right? that's is this a Mister Rogers or a Barney situation? Just gonna say Mister Rogers. <laughs> it really has a Mister Rogers vibe, um, and it's, it's you. It's unknown. It's so. unknown who it's attributed to, but so could be all of the above. Thank yeah. you, Kimmy, for that. That's really cute. It's true. What is the um? Yeah, like the oh god, it reminds me of that quote that um. Sometimes you feel like you've been buried, but you've actually acci- or you've actually been planted, grow, um, that kind of stuff, or you just can't, you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. You can't have the good shit without the shitty shit, you know, so to speak. Yeah. It's all and in there. The, the toxic positivity stuff we've talked about where people want to make you feel like you're not supposed to have any bad days or if you're sad on a day that's a failure and it's just, it's just not possible to be happy all the time. Yes, absolutely. That would be kind of exhausting when you think about it, too. If you're just waking up always amped all day, every day, always that would stoked. be a lot. That, is that a would lot, be a yeah. lot. Yeah. So let's dive in, shall we? Work-life yes. balance. Um, we're going to talk about our personal experiences and some tips that have really helped us. Um, also go over some examples that our wonderful producer has listed for us. This is from Business News Daily. And work-life balance is the state of equilibrium where a person equally prioritizes the demands of one's career and the demands of one's personal life. And good work-life balance, you know, has numerous positive effects, including less stress, a lower risk of burnout, a greater sense of well-being. And that not only benefits employees, but also employers too, especially in the workplace, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then poor work-life balance, you know, increased responsibilities at work working really long hours, always available and accessible to your boss or whoever else is wanting your attention, and just also increased responsibilities at home too. So you just feel like you're working all the time with not many breaks to just do nothing or for fun or for self-care. Yes. So, uh, yeah. And so this is a uh, Six tips from Forbes for better work-life balance. Number one, the key to avoid burning out is to let go of perfectionism. A lot of overachievers develop perfectionist tendencies at a young age when demands on their time are limited to school, hobbies, and maybe an after-school job. Um, That hits hard. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'm really – I'm just like soaking that in for a second because – yeah. That is exactly how I feel. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's so interesting. This is definitely the hardest one for me because 
my, I mean, gosh, if, especially if you've been tuning into the show for four years, my lifestyle has changed completely. My career path has changed completely. I have made a lot of changes to basically set myself up for better work-life balance. And I still struggle and because of perfectionism, I still find like, even if I only have a couple things to do that day, I will find myself spending way too much time on that thing and really stretching it out. And it's something that it's just, it's a daily, it's a daily process to like yeah. make myself kind of get out of that. How about yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you and I have both talked about that growing up, especially in those high school years, you and I, our schedules were insane. Oh yeah. So yeah. This is saying, oh, you can develop those tendencies when the demands on their time are limited to school hobbies and maybe an after-school job. I think for us, we've had it ramped up for a long time because we had so many responsibilities. We put ourselves into too many things, and I think we've just continued to live like that, or at least I have sometimes. You've done a good job of scaling back and really focusing on what makes you happy. For me, a problem is that a lot of different things make me happy. And yeah. so I like yeah. doing I like doing a lot of things. However, there's only so much time in the day and you only have right. so much energy and you're only one person. So, you know, um, yeah, that reminds me of a quote that I, I look at a lot and it's the quote, um, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Whew. So it's really like you have uh, to prioritize out of all the things that make you happy. What makes you the happiest, you know, or like the happiest that day? Um, but yeah, you know, what's so hard is because especially if this is ingrained in you as a young person, we have decades, we have decades of experience living that lifestyle. It, you can't just snap out of it. Even yeah. if like for me, even if externally so much has changed, my mindset is the thing that really needs a lot of help because I still feel like, oh my God, I should be working constantly. There's so much more to do. And I find myself, even when I've completed my work for the day that I've kind of set out to do, I have a really hard time relaxing because I have 20 plus years of, you know, being very, very overscheduled. So it's it's very challenging. It can, it's, it's anxiety inducing. Um, It is for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Most, it's funny. I have friends in life who are really not passionate about anything. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was a struggle for them to figure out what they wanted to pursue. And some of them have ultimately decided, you know what, my family is my passion right. and um, my friends are my passion. And so my job or my career is just that. It, it yeah. su- supplies my income. I have great health insurance. That's kind of their point of view. And I almost have the opposite problem where I am passionate about too many things. Yeah. I, I, you know, stand up is my first love. But I also love doing this podcast. I love doing Rissa Fury, the Fusil web series. I love doing the makeup workshops online. It's, yeah. it's a lot of things going on. Trumpet Tuesdays. I love doing Trumpet Tuesdays with my dad. That's yeah. a lot of things to keep afloat and, you know. Absolutely. Probably not, probably not healthy to have all of them. But, you know, if you out. just balance out when you're working on them, you know, <laughs> at least it's kind of cohesive. Like you are a performer, you're a comedian, you're an entertainer, all that stuff fits beautifully together. Yeah. Where I think sometimes I know that I struggle with this. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I? Am I a comedian? Am I a business coach? Am I a oh, business owner? Yeah. Am I a podcaster? I feel all over the fucking place. You know, yeah. my, my shiny object syndrome felt really rough because it was spread across. It felt like many different industries. Yeah. You know, so at least you're not confusing your, your audience, Kelsey. That's always good. <laughs> 
That's true. Well, one could argue that makeup workshops and competitive foosball is a little bit on different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Kind of different demographics. To it. Yeah. There, there is an underlying theme of comedy throughout all of it, but um, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, number two, unplug. So from tele, and this is again, tips for better work life balance. I know it's been a second since we named what we are actually talking about right now. Right. So <laughs> unplug from telecommuting to programs that make work easier. Technology has helped our lives in many ways, but it has also created expectations of constant accessibility. The workday yeah. never seems to end. Oh, oh yeah. Lord. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, me not being on social media anymore is a, is a huge part of this is there's, I really want to be accessible to my, my loved ones, my family and friends and my clients and maybe a couple other people here and there. And that's kind of it, you know, and not because I don't care about people in general. It's just because my energy has a, I have a finite amount of energy per day when it comes to communicating with people. And I need to make sure that I'm freed up to do that with the highest priority tasks and people in my life that day. Yeah. So it's really, yeah, it's tough. Have you done anything around technology that has been helpful for you, Kels, with work-life balance? Um, I I do try to take any time I can to set my phone aside. It is way easier said than done, but I was, you know, sometimes I'll watch, uh, old episodes of sex in the city for fun. And it's so crazy to remember a time when it was just landlines, you know, there were no cell phones. And so if you left your home or apartment, nobody had access to you. And I think that was so much healthier because it's true. Now, whether you're in the grocery store, you're driving, people can get a hold of you at any moment. Yeah. Or you can be talking to people the whole time and kind of draining yourself. And yeah, I wish that that was still the norm because I know I could make my cell phone technically a home phone. I could just leave it at home when I run errands. But right. Mm, yeah, I know it's tough, dude. Yeah. I, I started implementing this kind of recently where after I kind of close up work for the day, I will just leave my phone in a room that I'm not going to really be around. So I just, it's not easily accessible. Of course, I can go like walk and grab it. Um, But I just kind of close it out. And then I try to, I'll I'll look at it maybe one to three times before bed just to ensure there's no like emergencies or something happening. But um, I have to like physically put it somewhere where it's kind of a pain in the ass to go grab it. Yeah. Um, So I don't do that. And it's tough when like you do have your phone with you and you get like a text or an email or something that maybe it's something unpleasant that's happening and you're out doing something else. It can like really ruin that experience. Like, oh shit, I was present with my friends or family doing this thing. And now I'm thinking about like this work related thing and it could have waited, but now it's going to be on my mind till I get home and I can fucking do it, you know, or figure it out. Yeah. So challenging. Oh, I know. And you remember for a while I was trying to use that thing that iPhones have where you can set time limits for apps and that it will close you automatically, oh, yes. like ban you from the app for the rest of the day if you go over your time. But yes, how'd that you work? Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Like that was going to fucking stop me. It made it worse because it's like, don't tell me what to do phone. <laughs> like that yeah. I wanted to rebel against it. And I mean, it, you, all you have to do is enter your passcode to like get access to it again. So that lasted right. all of, I don't know, 48 hours. And I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I want to be on here as much as I want. Don't tell me what to do, phone. Yeah. But I think for some people who – I think that could work well for some people. I just didn't happen to be one of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really about finding what works for you with all this shit. Yeah. Um, another thing on the list, number three, exercise and meditate. You know, exercise, self-care, meditation. They're obviously effective stress reducers. Yeah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast. I have not been somebody who who really works out or exercises since, since I was like 18 on a, the rowing team in college because that was external accountability. Once I didn't have external accountability, I've never really been able to stick with something. And the past several months, I've been working with a personal trainer and it's the longest thing I have stuck with in over, what, 12 years or something. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel great. And it's it's something that um, because there's somebody waiting for me and expecting me to be there, I'm paying for it. I show up. Like I need, I am somebody who really needs external accountability and everything with my work-life balance, like successes is all about external accountability and systematizing things. And so I, I meet with my personal trainer every Monday and then I've been, um, I've been doing that workout that she gives me that day on like Wednesdays and Fridays too. I didn't used to in the beginning. It was just like, let me just try to show up every Monday and see how that that goes. And then I've added a couple days on my own. And yeah. I actually followed through, but it's because I have that weekly external accountability. And nice. she's great because she also does in-person and Zoom stuff. So I can I can take her on the road with me. I have no excuse not hey, to show up. <laughs> there you go. There yes. you go. Yeah. So that's, that's, great. that's what worked for me. What about you with, I mean, you're big on meditations with your apps and stuff, right? Yeah. I try to be pretty consistent with the Headspace app. It does help that I have to pay for it. You know, it's an annual charge to have the the Headspace app. And to be honest, I'm kind of happy they do charge me because it makes me yeah. use it. If it was free, yeah. I, I don't think I would use it. Uh, to yeah, be honest, exactly. I don't think I would stick with it. But because I know I'm paying for it, I'm like, I'm going to get my money's worth and use this. And yeah. um, I, try to, I try to keep exercise and fun and not something I get stuck in a rut in. I'm also trying to think of it more as a way to help my TMJ because I, yeah. I feel like I notice on days if I do more cardio, I think especially if I did something like kickboxing where I was really like getting out that any energy or stress or frustration in me, it would take it off of my jaw at night because right now my jaw just goes crazy and just clenches over and over throughout the night. And I think that's a way of my body trying to relieve stress. So I wish I... I would like to get into exercise more for mental health and relieving stress than just to try to be in shape. You know what I've had to tell myself? 
to show up and exercise. Cause here's the thing. I would love to be somebody who's just like some, something for my health is enough, but I'm somebody who needs to think of like external factors and like yeah. the greater good sometimes to get me to show up to do something. I have to tell myself this is a really good business decision because when I work out, my blood flow is happening. I'm making better oh. business decisions. I'm relaxed on my calls. I am, I'm clear headed. I'm not getting stuck in perfectionist stuff. So I work out for my business. <laughs> and that's what, that's the mindset I have to have to show up because if I'm like, this is just going to make me, I, I don't know, I got to get some toned arms and stuff. It's not enough of an incentive for me to do it. Wow. So for me, I literally, I mean, how fucking workaholic is that? <laughs> I love that. Well, that's, I mean, same where it's like, I should tell myself working out is going to make you funnier. Like you're going to be, you're going to be thinking more clearly. Right. You're going to get those endorphins, feel less stressed. They do that with um, the meditation app. Actually, at the beginning of a lot of sessions, they go, I want you to visualize who besides yourself, you doing this meditation is going to benefit. Right. It's true. I think like, especially if you're, um, if you live with somebody, if you're in a romantic relationship, a lot of time, if you are meditating, you are probably going to show up into the relationship more clear headed and- yeah, absolutely. It's whatever you have to tell yourself to actually follow through and do something good for you. And some, yeah. it's a different, whatever you tell yourself might be different than other people, but yeah. find it and exploit the shit out of it. That's what I've done. <laughs> yep. I love it. Yes, indeed. Love um, it, love it. Number four, limit time-wasting activities and people. Draw firm boundaries so you can devote quality time to these high-priority people and activities. Yep. There's been a lot of that. I have removed a lot of things. I've outsourced a lot of things. I mean, I've, I've talked about on the podcast before, but everything from having like a laundry service and a meal delivery service to outsourcing in my business with an operations manager to a bunch of other stuff, anything that I can do to get my time back. Um, yeah. Because I know that when I have more free time, I do take better care of myself. When I'm really stressed out, my self-care really goes out the window. What about yeah. you, Yes. Yeah, um, you really Marie Kondoed your life in every <laughs> way of just like, you got to go. Yeah, I I am more mindful now. It's This is a funny thing. One of my fa- favorite hobbies, things to do is to talk with my friends and, and see my friends. Um, but it's easy for me to let a phone call, which is such a great, it's the best use of my time, to be honest. There's I, I love talking on the phone with my friends. But yeah. sometimes... I'll catch up with a friend on the phone for an hour. And if I happen to talk to like two other friends that day, that is a lot of my day spent talking. It's pretty draining if you, if I do too much of it. So I have to try to be, I'm trying to be more mindful of like, okay, if you know that you're going to talk to this friend today and maybe another friend later tonight, how about you then, if you're going to try to connect with another friend, make it the next day. Like right. I have to kind of limit, yeah. Which again, that's a it's a really silly problem that I'm I'm lucky enough to have so many amazing friends in my life that I want to talk to a right. lot of them all the time. But um, it, it the act of talking on the phone is a draining thing. So yeah. I try to. It's certainly not a time wasting. I never would look at it as time wasted. But um, trying to be mindful of hey, if you're gonna talk on the phone potentially for a total of three hours with people today. Yeah. You're probably not going to have the same amount of energy to accomplish the other things you need to get done. Yep. And you're also taking up quite a bit of time doing that. So I'm just 
trying to be more aware of the pie chart of the day in terms of time spent. Like, where's my time going? Can I do this in a way that's still meaningful, but a better balance? Yes, absolutely. And what's nice is like basically what you've been doing kind of naturally, Kels, is like doing a time study for yourself when you write down everything that you do throughout the day and how long it takes you and really looking to see where your time is going. Um, That's something that has helped me a lot and just, you know, delegating and removing things and outsourcing stuff. So very helpful. Because I used to think that I'm not somebody who takes good care of myself. And then I realized once I got more of my time back, I'm like, oh, I am somebody who does this. I just needed more time to do it and to be relaxed while doing it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So number five, change the structure of your life. Take a bird's eye view of your life and ask yourself what changes could make life easier. Totally agree. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about. Do a pie chart, zoom out, list where your time goes each day and kind of check in with yourself when it's something that you really hate doing. Yeah. Some things are necessary. Like we're not going to love everything we do in the day. Sometimes, sometimes there's shit you got to do that you're like, okay, it's not the most fun, but I got to get it done. But there are other things where you're like, okay, this is just unnecessary and it makes me unhappy. Why am I still doing this? Exactly. That's the best place to start. The The stuff that bugs the shit out of you. Can you get rid of it? Can you simplify it? Can you delegate it to somebody? Can you pay somebody to do it? Like that's, that's a great place to start. Um, my, like I have completely changed the structure just of my schedule. Um, you know, being, being self-employed, I I'm grateful that I get to make my own schedule. And what I've done is I've really set myself up that every week, could potentially be a long weekend for myself because my Mondays and Fridays are kind of like to do type of days that I can kind of do at my own pace. I don't take calls on Mondays and Fridays. So that's like a built in structure for me very intentionally ahead of time. And then what I've just recently implemented is that the third week of every month, I don't have any calls at all um, with clients. And so that third week can be for whatever the hell I want it to be. It could be for a project I'm working on. It could be catching up, you know, for stuff in the business, be recording podcasts, you know, with Kels. It could be a vacation. And so I've really had to build in my free time to where I just, I don't even think about it. Because if I'm thinking about it, I tend to not give myself enough time. But if I set up these systems ahead of time, um, I don't have to think about it. The fact that I have my personal trainer every Monday. I don't have to think about it. That's just what I have to do on Mondays. And that's that there's no going back and forth with scheduling. Same thing with my schedule now is like, I know which day of the week is for what thing. And, um, that's been super helpful when it comes to just, you know, time management and, and structure and decision fatigue, preventing a lot of decision fatigue. Yes, definitely. Um, CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And the last tip from Forbes is start small and build from there. So we've all been there, crash diets that fizzle out. New Year's resolutions we forget by February. Starting small helps you feel and see change over time. Starting big will lead to you feeling tired or eventually losing interest. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Take those baby steps. Yeah. What have you started small with that um, has led to something more consistent? Hmm. That's a good question. And I might need to think on it for a second. Um, I don't know. Do you have an answer? Let me think on it for a second. Yeah. Honestly, when I think of everything that is now uh, consistent in my personal life and my professional life, it all started with like a bite-sized experiment. I look at everything. If I'm trying something new for the first time, I just think of it as like a one-off thing I'm trying. And then I assess like, do I like it? Do I want to keep this going forward? Or was that like not for me and I'm moving on? So everything that I have, like all the stuff I've outsourced in my business, in my personal life, all my scheduling stuff, I tried it out for a day, for an hour, for a week. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of went from there. So I think any kind of, um, you know, habit you're trying to build, or let's say that, you know, you hate, you hate doing, you hate cooking. This is me. Okay. I hate cooking. Um, there was a point in time where I'm like, you know what? I can't, I don't, I feel like I can't really afford a consistent meal delivery service, but I'm going to try it out for a month to just see how it feels and get my time back a little bit. And I'm just going to just, it's an experiment. I don't have to commit to anything because I can be a little bit of a commitment phobe with that type of stuff. And it allows me to just see what it feels like. And then I continue or I don't, or I find a happy medium, you know what I mean? Yeah, I um I, I guess going vegan was something that I started small with and I just let myself gradually get to the point that I wanted to be at where I went full vegan. So yeah. um I started by removing all uh dairy and meat from my breakfasts, which I usually didn't have that much oh, at nice. breakfast time, but I started with that. And I would still have it at lunch and dinner though. And then I took it out of lunch and then eventually I took it out of dinner as well. And now I'm kind of slowly building um, some meat back in, as you guys have heard me talking about in more recent episodes on the podcast. But yeah, that was a way that helped me stick with it mm-hmm. for the year and a half. And I still am mostly vegan. I just am having some meat here and there. But yeah. Yeah. Baby baby steps. Baby steps. Bite-sized baby steps. Do you have any um, like specific personal tips that have really helped you, Kels? Yeah, well, it's. Um, I was just listening to Whitney's uh, Whitney Cummings podcast with Tom Segura as the guest, and this is a more of like a stand-up specific thing. But they were talking about the importance of as a comedian, if you let your work become the only thing you're doing, and you're never letting yourself live life, you don't have anything to talk about anymore on stage. Right. And so Whitney was saying that she now intentionally flies into the cities she's performing in a day early so that she can have a day where she actually goes out in the city, kind of gets a vibe for the city and does fun things. Yeah. And that way she's not trying to cram it in on the days that she has shows. She gets to get in and kind of get settled. And I, I really liked that. And it's something I'm trying to do more of as now my tour schedule is getting so busy because it is easy to just be on the road, do your shows, go to sleep in your hotel, kind of hang out in the hotel room until it's showtime again and just like rinse, repeat. And part of having a good work-life balance is 
going and having experiences and doing fun things even within your work itself. But yeah, Taylor and I talk a lot about making traveling and touring more manageable for, for ourselves. So even if we are busy with a tour schedule, she and I are like each other's travel sponsors now where we really encourage each other to spend a little bit more money to get a flight that leaves later in the day. So we're not sacrificing our sleep and making ourselves sick. Um, we try to rent cars when we can and, and just feel a little bit more like we're in control of, of where we want to go and we've got transportation and, um, packing good food on the road, treating yourself to good food. And this, I'm now saying this from the perspective of somebody who like, I feel like I'm in a place where I can make those decisions for myself. When I was, uh, very first starting out headlining, I still felt like financially, I really had to cut a lot of corners just to make sure I was okay. And it's really wonderful to Oh, Jesus Christ, my cat's tail whipping me in the face. Um, <laughs> it's really wonderful to be at a place now where I can let go of some of that fear and go, you know, it's it's okay to spend a little bit more money on the flight that's not going to make you feel physically sick. Yes. Yeah. But I didn't know I didn't have that luxury before. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of um mindset like your external like we were saying your external situation can change, but you might still be living in the mindset of your previous self and situation. And sometimes you got to like catch yourself up. I your really had to catch myself up. I was living, yeah. yeah, mentally living kind of small. And then I took a step back and was like, you know, it's not like I'm asking myself to start spending money on necessarily like first class tickets or something, but it's the difference in the ticket price of maybe 40 bucks, 80 bucks right. to get a flight that is going to be healthier for me in every way. And it's like, you know what? This is okay. I can do this. I can do this now. And um, it's been great. Yeah. And those types of decisions save you time, money, and energy in the long run. You know, they do. Um, It's short-sighted. And I mean, granted, there really truly were times financially where I didn't feel comfortable with spending more money. But it is a domino effect. And it's short-sighted to only think about, okay, I'm going to save this $40 right here by waking up at four in the morning for this crazy fucking flight or a red eye. And then you don't think about the money that you're going to be losing by getting sick or not being able to like wake up at a reasonable hour for the next five days because you fucked your health over. Right. Totally. Yeah. When, uh, as far as the, yeah, just honestly, external accountability has been huge and just having like built in systems that I don't have to think about. But when I was, you know, working all the time and I had a corporate job and all that stuff, um, a lot of things were just kind of built in for me as the, uh, like in the sense of when I left my day job, I didn't bring work home. So nights and weekends were off from that job. Yeah. I didn't have to really think about it. Um, and then I just worked as much as I could in my free time. So it was just like constant. And then working for myself from home for the first time, I'm like, oh shit, I have to like create my own schedule and accountability and stuff. So the first thing I started doing was when Cam would get home from work, that would be my external accountability to close up shop and put my laptop away and then go and do that thing. And, um, then it kind of, uh, it evolved from there. But what's really helpful for me is like, I still, I use this rule. It's worked really well is like the three task rule on my calendar. It's not perfect. Of course, some days I'm going to have five things I'm doing and some days might be two, 
or whatever, but having three of the highest priority things listed. And then when I am done, I am done with work. Like I'm not forcing myself to do other shit. Everything else can wait. Um, That's been super helpful. So that's been my external accountability now. So whatever time that is, is, you know, it's work is over instead of like Cam, what he used to do. Um, but I think also just knowing that the whole work-life balance thing, it's just an ebb and flow. Like some weeks are going to be stressful and you're like, how the fuck did I get here again? And some weeks it's like, Ooh, I'm really nailing this whole work-life balance thing. Um, and we've talked about this too, is just thinking about commitments beforehand, not not committing to anything in the moment, actually looking at your schedule before giving somebody um, a response. And that has been really, really nice. Um, but yeah, also one thing that's very helpful is I'm always listening to something positive throughout my day. Like I have either an audiobook I'm listening to or a podcast that is part of my daily routine. Yeah. And it's like your mindset is a muscle that you have to work at daily. Yeah. Um, it's not like you read one book and then you're fucking good to go. So I find that's a really helpful part of like reminding myself to take breaks, go and have fun stop what I am doing. It doesn't need to all be done tomorrow. Right. That kind of, that kind of stuff is very helpful. Those, yeah. those reminders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope, um, that those tips helped you guys as listeners take a step yes. back and reevaluate what's going on and make sure you got good work-life balance and, and all that jazz. Um, an iTunes review. Yes, we do. This episode. Um, this is from Unicorn Nugs, and it says, <laughs> "Funny, <laughs> love it. Great, great name. Uh, yes, it says funniest book club at my fingertips. Love how Taylor Delaney and Kelsey talk about relevant topics with their personal insight and hilarious anecdotes. They are the older sisters I never had. I've always been too nervous to go to a book club, but Self Helpless allows me to listen to an entertaining discussion about books whenever convenient. The podcast overall helps encourage me to read and improve myself. Thank you." That's wow. awesome. Thank you so much, Unicorn Nugs. <laughs> Thanks so much, much Unicorn Nugs. Yes. I really, and I love that. That's, uh, a, I don't think we've gotten a review like that where it's like, I've always wanted to go to a book club, but it's too yeah. nervous too. And this is kind of a way you can do it in your, in your ears. Yes. Virtual, virtual book club. Yeah. Very nice. Low pressure. <laughs> yes. Um, um, segments, what you got? I just want to say, this is just a little treat yourself that I've been doing lately i've just kept the ball rolling as i've been getting spray tans and i just have to say god do i just feel so much better with a spray tan nice (laughs) and i I, it's something that i forget about until it's summer and i know that a lot of people just will get self-tanner at the store and do it themselves i never i'm never confident that i'm gonna get my back right by myself (laughs) um but man that's just been i feel like money well spent lately doesn't yeah. it like last, it, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks sometimes. And I feel so much better in every, like every outfit. I feel like I feel more confident in, I like my makeup more with it. Pictures look better. I, you feel like you, I think you look a little bit more fit, right? Because it's just kind of making things look toned and I just, it makes me feel great. I've been loving a nice spray tan. Yeah, nice. I got one for my friend's wedding, and then I just kept kept going with it. it. Yeah. Are there any tips to like make it stay on longer and stuff? Because it it fades pretty quickly, right? Like you have to take care of it. 
some tips I've learned in the last few years of doing spray tans is that you want to exfoliate uh, leading up to the spray tan because you're going you're trying to get as much dead skin off as possible. So you exfoliate, exfoliate, and then you get the spray tan, wear loose clothes so you don't rub stuff off. And then right. after the amount of time has passed that the spray tan person tells you to, you take a shower and not too hot of water, kind of let it rinse off that like initial top bronzer coat. And yeah. then you have to moisturize. This is the thing that people mess up with. You got to keep moisturizing at least morning and night. Lather yourself up in the middle of the day too, if you can, because as soon as you let it get your skin get too dry, that's when it starts to fade and crackle uh, and like not crusty. look great. Yeah. yeah, you can see you can see on my neck if you're looking on YouTube that it's like starting to kind of get a little patchy. Um, mm. But yeah, keep keep yourself moisturized and it'll last a long time. Nice, like it. Yeah. How about you? Um, have I talked about that that we're moving? On this, you on mentioned, yeah, that like, okay. Um, well, you mentioned that that's why the backgrounds are changed. I don't think you've actually, oh, yes. Kim yeah. and I are moving, we're really excited. There is a, a, a townhome that opened up in uh, an area that we've wanted to live in for a long time, and we were originally just going to stay in our current, current apartment complex and just get a, another bedroom. Um, so I could finally have an office <laughs> instead of be in my yeah. bedroom. Um, but we, yeah, this happened kind of last minute. So we're really excited and we're living with family until it's ready to move in. And it has a yard for Maverick and, uh, which is so nice because that's, that's a tough thing to find, especially in Los Angeles, unless you're like renting a house for a lot of money or you're buying a freaking million dollar home. You're kind of fucked with the yard situation. Yeah. Um, so we're excited about that. And it's in walking distance to a lot of places that we enjoy. And yeah, just really, really looking forward to that because it's exactly what we were looking for. And we had been looking for a long time. This is a place I've been wanting. I would, yeah, uh, yeah I've been wanting to live probably for at least three, four years, probably. Yeah, it's yeah. so exciting. Oh Pretty my god. Cool. Very excited. So, so yeah, that's happy my good shit. Hell good. yeah. Well, yes. um guys, make sure you go to kelseycook.com and get those tour dates. So many coming up. Hope to see you guys at Springfield this weekend at Blue Room Comedy Club. I know some of you have already messaged me saying you're going and it's so awesome and I can't wait to meet you. And yeah. Beautiful. That's all I've got. Delaney. Uh, Delaneyfisher.com for business coaching, aficionado podcast and other free shit. Sweet. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Yeah, yeah.